Good afternoon, everybody. And well, if you're not fed up with this football team just yet, it's only going to get worse. Because at 2-3, and three, if you expect anything good out of the season, you expect any reasonable bowl game, any good bowl game, you're looking at not even making a New Year's Six currently. And after that debacle against BYU, I don't know how you expect to have this team favored in any game. This, this Northwestern game, this homecoming game, yeah, I wouldn't even put them, I wouldn't even give them a three-point favorite right now. I'd give them a one-point favorite. Northwestern's beaten Iowa. Northwestern has two awful losses this season, and one of them was in North Dakota State. I mean, North Dakota State's been good, won the Division Division Two a couple times now. I think, what, three in a row maybe? But they lost to Illinois State. Like an FCS school I'd never even heard of. And they're, and you expect Michigan State to just roll over Northwestern? If Vegas gives them a, a touchdown favor, I'm going to be surprised. Listen, they're on a one-way ticket to the San Diego County Credit Union Poinsettia Bowl. Oh, please. Is that is that the official name of that stupid bowl now? It is. Uh, oh, what about the famous Idaho Potato Bowl? Oh, yeah? Do you know what? You know where we're going to end up? Where? Pinstripe Bowl. Yeah? Hey, we're going to be playing football in a baseball stadium. That's how bad your team is currently. Michigan State looks like they couldn't even beat a group of third graders half the time. I don't even know if play calling is even better than Pop Warner play calling. Listen, there's always a spot at Jimmy John's Field out in Utica, Michigan. <laughs> you know? Oh, God, Jesus. Michigan State football, it, all joking aside, it's just flying out bad right now. I, I, where, do they, where do you go with this program? Where are you at with this program? Well, well first of all, this is my, this is my final, um, final jab. talk on the issue. Final little yeah, jab my final little jab. Mark D'Antonio is going to don a nice little tax layer bowl pullover. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> come bowl season. But, yeah, oh Michigan State, they're down. They're beaten. And it, it can't get much worse from here. I mean, you, you have to foresee losses, big losses, to Ohio State, to Michigan. Because the way Michigan State has been playing right now, um, there's playing under expectations, and then there's falling flat on your face. When we promised you we were going to do this show and we promised you that we were going to keep it real, this is one of these times. Yeah. That there's no conceivable way. We said we weren't going to mince words. We weren't going to try and protect them. their season. A little sugar, you know, dust a little sugar on top of this one. You look at this team, they're, they're, they have talent, but they're just... I, it, it's almost like is talent is it is it talent is it coaching is it play calling it's everything it's everything it's, all, it's a it's a mix of everything the players aren't ready on the field they can't make tackles they're all the fundamentals oh yeah oh there's no discipline the they can they commit penalties left and right oh yeah there's no there's I don't know how many times they had Taysom Hill wrapped up and Demetrius Cooper had him on one where it was been a key would have been a key play. That kept the drive alive. They ended up scoring on, but if you would have sacked it, it would have been a fourth and, and they ended up picking up the first down. Like that was stuff that they, they didn't do in twenty twelve, and the fundamentals are just wrapping up a quarterback and bringing him down. You think like a fourth year guy could do now? It almost seems like they don't know that it takes four downs to complete a drive. Right, and the, because the defense they're good against two downs, and sometimes they can stop the third. But if they're a team, can easily go inside the five-yard line if it's fourth down, and they can make it with relative ease. They can convert. Uh, and, like, I remember watching that, that first half, and the defense looked good, and you hold them to three points there, but, oh, after he, that, I don't I don't know what it was. 
Here's a stat for you. Michigan State was held at just 206 yards of total offense, and that was the fewest by MSU since they had 187 and a loss to Nebraska back in 2011. Oh, that's, that's almost that's, that's flat out disgusting. And I mean, oh, I, go ahead. Go ahead. Saturday also marked the third non-conference home loss for MSU under Mark D'Antonio. The other two being against CMU in 09 and Notre Dame in 2012. Right. I, look, when you looked at their season this year, you go, they should be. You know, they should have had one loss in Notre Dame because everybody thought Notre Dame was going to be bad. But if you looked at their schedule after they, the way they beat Notre Dame, you thought they should have been undefeated playing Michigan. And then they crapped the bet against Wisconsin. You know, just ugly, boring, stagnant. I mean, game. Wisconsin. That's something that, like, oh, all right. So the team isn't quite ready yet. Maybe they're a little bit undisciplined because that game, uh, when you take out the penalties, that was like a fourteen to six game. And then when you go into next week against Indiana, you're like, wow, this is really bad. And then you get this loss to BYU, and how bad is it going to be? How much further is MSU going to drop? Because right now it's setting up to the point where it doesn't matter what Michigan State does the rest of the season. It's it's putting that chip back on Mark D'Antonio's shoulders. Yeah, he's going to have something to prove. Is that chip going to be enough? I mean, I mean you want to say they, they'll come back with experience and they should be better, but is it going to be enough, do you think, to turn it around? Because I look at the rest of their schedule here. They might not even make a bowl game. Like, they should be favored to beat Northwestern, but that's not even a sure win. Northwestern looks better than they did after they went uh, went 0-2 with losses to Western and uh, in Illinois State. And then they um, – you know, who else? Who else have they got? They've got um, – I mean, just – And, I mean, it's look, reasonable it's, to think that MSU won't even make a bowl. I, they shouldn't be favored against Maryland. No. I would pick – I'm picking Maryland. Because Maryland's offense looks fine. They're going to – I think they could pull off against Maryland, but if they do, they should go 7-5 and five the rest of the way. Yeah, they should go 7-5. and five, but but how, how does a team that won the Big Ten title and went to the college football playoff go from that to not even making a bowl game? It's, it, it's quite the conundrum because you look at it and you say, D'Antonio had that one off here in 2012 after two good years in 2010 and 2011, and they have three great years now. What's it going to be for, for the next? I don't think so, but... I mean, it's I don't hard know how to explain. You're taking such a drastic step in the wrong direction. I, I don't even know if it's them going back in a sense of all oh, the programs gone. I think it's just they're just not. I just don't think the talent that they have is ready yet. They yeah. have good young guys. I mean, it's one of the better recruiting classes Dan Antonio is going to have. It's, it's just, just none it's, of it's ready yet. It's frustrating because it's, it's like, like you're watching these fifth year seniors commit things that. Redshirt freshmen are supposed to commit. It, it's kind of like when you're cooking a dinner, like like you have something, you have a nice stew cooking in the crock pot, and you forgot to turn the burner on. It's just not ready. Right. And maybe maybe they need to turn it on and they'll check again next year. Maybe that's when it'll be relevant again. Maybe that's when it'll be good enough to eat again. Right. But I mean, this off is going to have a, a, a just a ton of questions. Yeah. Is Damien like Damien Terry look? I mean, fine uh, against BYU through that one ill-advised pass, but that's him trying to make a play. And I, I don't mean, think, but down only two touchdowns when your team has a chance to to climb back in, or not down two touchdowns, down ten point or thirteen point. Yeah, so two touchdowns. You you have. I mean, you've got almost, it's, it's, receivers not on the same page as a the quarterback. They're not running the same routes. They're really just not ready. And at the same time, I mean, you get guys like Donnie Corley. He's 
probably one of the most dominant receivers for MSU, but he's not. I don't even know. He's, if he's underdeveloped anymore. Yeah, I, he's he's not though. He's not there. I he, what? He had two catches for thirteen yards. Like he's not. His longest was for eight. Like he's not wholly there yet. You can see the talent that the kid has, but he's not. He's not there yet. It, it, it's a different game from college to high school. And you may be a phenomenal high school player and come to college and make a little bit of moves in your freshman year, but it's very rare. Those guys that come from right out of high school, right into a, a freshman role in, in a big Power 5 conference, are playing for Alabama or well, Ohio State. Who They're do not you, playing here. Who do you think starts for MSU on Saturday? Oh, I think D'Antonio loves Tyler O'Connor. but I, oh, I mean, you got to try something to mix it up at I, least. I think, you, I think you throw out O'Connor. The definition the of insanity is that you just drive. keep trying the same thing and you expect the same right. results. I think you, you throw them out there for the first couple of drives, and if they just go nowhere, you bring in Terry at that point. But they're almost in the same boat where they're just going to make the same kind of mistakes. I don't know if Terry's that much better than O'Connor. And I mean, maybe he sparks something different, but even you could even throw in, oh, I want... Brian Lewerke out there, but Lewerke's a fredshirt freshman. And I think and you and I... Had, what, he had one impressive drive against Wisconsin? You but and that, I can both agree... That's where it's 24-6, to 6, where it doesn't even matter. You and I can both agree that... Like, I like Lewerke. I think Lewerke is um, the, the path to go six. after this year. I think next year, I would rather see D'Antonio go with Lewerke over Terry... But is um, he ready? That's well, the that's question. the thing, that because you you definitely can't put him in we, this year. We can yell that he's ready, but we're not the ones coaching yeah. every day. I mean, until because that's the thing, you don't want to overexpose him. You no, and it, look, you want to develop these guys young enough, but then you'd have to. You, I'm, if if you have to develop these guys, I mean, Connor Cook was a rarity in in a sense where they he allowed him to a Rose Bowl in 2013. That's just not going to happen with every guy you have. I don't know if the work he is there. And to try to attempt that every time just because, oh, I want to go younger and develop somebody and throw them into game situations where we're going to have to throw away a season again. Like, t- Connor Kirk, I don't even think, saw time in 2012. And so for him to come out in 2013, I mean, that's a rarity. That's not, the, that's not the rule. That's the exception. And I get wanting to go younger, but at the same time, that's a dangerous game. Well, yeah, but, I mean, that also brings up the question, what do you think Terry is capable of giving MSU a relatively decent I think he's chance at winning next year. Look, you got to look at the experience. And Damian Terry now will probably start. I would think some of these games going down the stretch, and that he, look, he's been in the offense longer. I think you have to play the guys with experience, unless those guys are like just so like it, like it, it would be playing those guys with experience would be like playing Tommy Bento, unless he's just not. I mean, it's so not that ta- I, I, neither of us have seen enough of Brian the Worky to say anything, and yeah. both of us have seen enough of Terry to go. He's probably confident enough to do it. I mean, let's say like down the stretch, he finishes the season and he has like a fifty percent passer rating. He's got, I would say, a few more touchdowns than he does interceptions. But I mean, is that are those good enough numbers to go forward? You mean if Terry has those good enough numbers to go forward? Yeah. Do Do you or think that? Well, here's the difference: is you would have it. You have a wholly unexperienced or inexperienced team currently, and the next year you have more experienced guys. So I, you'd have to find out what spring practice looks like. If these, because what despite his numbers, it's not always the quarterback. If Damian Terry's making good decisions, like Tyler O'Connor was in BYU, but just guys are dropping balls, then it's not Terry's fault in a sense. And so it's kind of a hard catch 22 almost where you go 
do I want this guy now or do I want him later and, and, and all that. So and That's the thing because I'm on the Lewerke bandwagon. It's just you can't have a guy be overexposed too soon in the sense. <laughs> what are you making that face for me? Yeah. No, keep going. Keep going. No, no, keep going. If if you overexpose the guy, then it messes with his psyche, and it, it it gives teams an opportunity to see what he's not good at beforehand, and that can result to a very dangerous situation. Maybe you give him a shot. Maybe he's better than we think he is. But at the same time, is it's a very interesting opportunity. And the other point I want to bring up too is how quickly do you think Michigan State gets back to a Big Ten title? Two, three That's years, a loaded question. Years. Not not in the next two. No, I, I would so say not, so I would say three years minimum. Not the, second, not the season after that. No. no. Uh. Well, it's a possibility. Junior year, I think so. It's it's a possibility. Yeah, I could see that. Look, you'll you'll have more guys with experience. They're going to be young and inexperienced on on the lines again. A lot of them will be sophomores technically. So you'll have that experience, but then. How much experience, and, and sometimes we overinflate experience, but then sometimes we undervalue it too. So it's almost in a sense, it, it's a very tricky spot for Michigan State football, and I don't think I've been around enough, and I don't think I've covered this stuff enough to really to be able to predict who's going to be good at what and who's going to be just flat out not a program type player and and things like that. So, Donnie, yeah, I, I mean yeah. that uh, it raises the question: if they don't even make a bowl game this year. What do you do with the play calling? What do you do with the offensive coordinators? What do you do with the coaching? Ooh. I mean, changes have to be made if they can't even make a bowl game now. Here's the thing, and it's tricky to just go, hey, I want to fire Dave Warner after a year where the offense broke school records. Well, there's a difference between having a down year and having a year like this. Like, What if they what if they finish out 9-3 and three, or like 8-4? and four? If they finish out 8-4, and four, I'll take back everything I say completely because... Even like that, I mean, you and I that don't. basically requires beating a Michigan, at least one of those, or Ohio State. And if if you're capable of beating a top five team in the country, then and I don't think that at that point. But at the same time, do you do you go hey after a year where we set records and oh my god you had a bad year, should we just can you? Da, if, see, they go, if they go two and ten, yeah, and then you got to bring something up. If they go seven and five, that's better than they did against. That's better than they did in twenty twelve, and they they did really well offensively in eleven. But let's say they go five and seven. Five and seven. That's an interesting proposition too, because that's one win away from being six and six. And you could say, oh, it was a missed field goal or something. And then it, it that that one becomes interesting as well because do you can somebody for having an average year? A lot of programs go five and seven. I mean, yeah, it's this program, and and after the success that they've had, it is just kind of interesting that they would go five and seven. But the same kind of things happened at Auburn. I mean, Auburn after they won their national title, what happened to them? Aren't very good. They still aren't very good. But you have to look. Did they make changes to their coaching staff? They did, but it gave them a couple of years. So I mean, they had. They gave them some leeway. I mean, you can't just. That that's such a high standard that I don't even think programs like Alabama have. Like you think Nick Saban's gonna get fired if they had a shitty or crappy year? Well, I don't think anybody's gonna be calling for Mark D'Antonio's job. Right. It's maybe changes that need to be more I, so on the. I think okay. So like if they if they're so bad offensively this year that they go five and seven. It's interesting. You you might be able to call for Dave Warner's job in a sense. 
but you almost want to give him, hey, you did all these great years from 13 through yeah. 15. Like, you can't just throw... But, you, I don't, but if he goes in the first six games and they, like, 3-3 three and three next year, then you might want to change something up. It depends on how bad those games are. And looking forward at the rest of Michigan State's schedule, I mean, it's... I, Michigan State plays Michigan three weeks from Saturday, and it goes Northwestern, Maryland, Michigan. Um, there's not a lot of time in between then to really find an identity for this team. <laughs> You're supposed to find an identity by week three, Yeah, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> and then after that, Illinois. I They should, abs- like, after the Michigan game, they play Illinois and Rutgers, which they should just look very well against because you're prepping for that Michigan team. And just by well, look, pl- they have to go, what, to make a bowl game? How many games do they have left now? Seven? Uh, yes. They have to go, they have to win four of the next seven? Yeah. Five, probably five of the next So, Northwestern, Maryland, Michigan, Illinois, Rutgers, Ohio State, Penn State. Pick four of those. Pick four of those. If I was to pick four of those, I, I want to say they'll beat Northwestern. Okay. Um, Maryland I'll come back to. They're not going to beat Michigan. Who was next? Illinois. They'll beat Illinois. Rutgers. They'll beat Rutgers. Ohio State. They won't State. beat Ohio State. And the Penn State one's interesting because Penn State beat up Maryland. So, and Penn State's better than people think, but Penn State can't stop a beach ball, but this running game can't pick up a yard. So, um, I would say for Ben out of Maryland and Penn State, I might, I'd probably pick Penn State because I still don't think Penn State's lines are very good. So I would have to, yeah, I would pick that one by probably like a field goal. Well, looking at it here, I mean, Michigan State definitely should make a bowl game. Um so I think if you if you're out there saying that Michigan State isn't going to, you're overreacting and you're you need I, to take a step back. There's no point in being too angry about them going to let's say a crappy bowl a year after going to the big the college football playoff. Like as much as we want everything to be attainable at this program, it's it's not. I mean, that's just not, not how the real world works. It's not USC. Yeah, they weren't. Yeah, it, Michigan State. They, it's not on the same level as Alabama. They don't. They never were, and that was evident last year. So, you're gonna have bad years here. This program, and you're gonna have great years. You're gonna have phenomenal years, but you're never gonna get that close to a national title, other than probably being in the college football playoff every once in a while. And so I think you have to give D'Antonio some leeway because he's still a phenomenal coach. But you know, if they if they were to do this next year, then you have to really start asking about whose heads are gonna start rolling. And I think with that being said, just the losses, the back-to-back losses to Indiana and BYU, those are losses that nobody expected. Right. And, and it, it just kind of takes the wind out of your sails. It takes – because I, I believe MSU fans have kind of been – they've been very lucky. They've been very fortunate over the last decade mm-hmm. to be where they've been. And now it elevates you. You get so spoiled with – where you've been, you kind of forget about where you come from. Right, exactly. So I think that, has he got any more points to add to this? No, I, uh, nothing really. So that's, our, I think, our show for you today. And we uh, want to do a one-segment show, test it out, kind of throw out a test run. But we'll, uh, we'll give you the key phrase instead of the three key words. We'll give you the key phrase. Uh, so just practically the three words right in a row uh, after you hear word from our sponsor.
Listen to the SN Podcast for a chance to win a copy of Reaching Higher, the state news story about Mark D'Antonio and the rise of Michigan State football. It's available for just $24.95, but if you listen to this podcast, you know we've done three key words every single podcast for the past couple of weeks. You can enter those in at statenews.com slash podcast. Those are the Tuesday words and the Friday show words, and you'll have a chance to win a copy of that book for free. Welcome back, everybody. Casey Harrison here to close out the show. And the phrase for today's podcast is a quarterback controversy. I don't need to spell that out for you, um, but I'll repeat it one more time. It's a quarterback controversy. Uh, so remember to follow us on Facebook, uh, subscribe to us on SoundCloud, and leave a, leave a review on iTunes. Steven, anything else? No, but we'll see you all on Friday. Thank you.